Welcome listeners. Welcome listeners. You're listening to Deeds in the Desert. The place where real estate investors tune in for the latest news and available investments at Ignite Funding. If you're on the hunt for a low effort, passive income stream, then turn up that volume and pull out the hammock as we get ready to feed you your weekly dose of real estate investing insights. Welcome back to Deeds in the Desert. My name is Maddie, and today in this studio, we have Carrie Cook, president of Ignite Funding, and we're going to be talking about insurance today. I know. Super, super exciting. But why would you say that our investors would care about this topic? Well, I don't know. I don't know how much investors pay attention to the information that we send, to be very honest with you. But for those that do, um, they are going to realize that part of our post-closing that we do with our investors is we provide them a recorded deed. Mm -hmm. We provide them the executed promissory note. We also provide them title policy. And the last thing that sometimes I think we forget about is that we also provide them the insurance policy. Very important. Very, very, very important. And, you know, insurance is only as important as as when you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you need it, you need it. But most of us pay into insurance policies for our cars, and maybe we've never been in an accident, but when you need it, you need it. So it's it's, important. It's very important. So going into that, what are the two types of insurance that we require our borrowers to have? So I'm going to first start with a little caveat. Is that okay? If I do a quick disclosure. Mm -hmm. So full disclosure, I am not an insurance agent or broker or anything along those lines. Now, granted, I may have a little past long, long time ago before I had any gray hair (laughs) um, where I was in the insurance world. So I do have a little bit of knowledge that I have been able to carry forward um, as the president of Ignite Funding. But I want to be very clear that when I go over the insurance, um, that this is not coming from a licensed insurance agent. So Yes, I just want to make sure, you know, that that we're all on the same page there. Um, we're obviously not the ones that are obtaining this insurance, unless we take the property back through foreclosure. But we are guiding our borrowers um, into making sure that we're protecting our investors. So there are two different types of insurance that we do require. Um, and the requirements for both are only relevant if there's a physical asset on the property itself. If it is just land, a general liability policy is required. And I know that may seem, seem a little silly to some, um, but it kind of goes back to the car insurance, right? We pay for it for 20 years. We never get an accident. Okay. So let's think about land for just a second. And, you know, you would think that land doesn't have risk associated with it, but most land probably has a manhole on it. <laughs> um, most land probably grows tumbleweeds at some point in the year. Um, and there could be a fire and that fire could spread. And, you know, somebody could walk into that manhole walking their dog at night. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but this is exactly why insurance exists. And so general liability policies are required um, if it is raw land um, and also any other type of property. Now, as far as property insurance is concerned, property insurance is very important and very key uh, any time that there is a physical structure on the property. And I don't care what the structure is. Um, Could be apartment buildings. Anything. A store. Anything. 
anything that's on it um, needs to be insured. Uh, <laughs> I mean, frankly, who knows? Who knows what's on the property? <laughs> I won't go into all the nitty gritty details of properties that we've had in the past. And even if the asset that's on the property is only going to be there through demolition, we still need to have property insurance um, because that property is worth something. Those are the two different types of insurances that we require on any asset that is lent on by Ignite Funding. Okay. And how does the borrower having this insurance protect our investors? Well, the first that we just talked about on general liability, right? The manhole, uh, the fire that gets set and spreads. Um, that obviously is is extremely important. Property, same thing, right? Properties can be vandalized. Properties can be, you know, caught on fire. Properties, um, you know, I who knows? <laughs> I hate to I hate to go into all that as well. But I mean, stuff happens at properties. People slip and fall. You know, they're looking for who the lender is. Uh, they're looking for the borrower. They're looking to sue everybody. Um, and and having insurance is, you know, monumental in those those types of circumstances. But there's two different things that we require on the policies. Now, just the borrower having the policy is not enough. It absolutely is not enough. Us as the lender need to have two criteria completed in order for that insurance policy to protect our investors. And this is where me having just enough knowledge of insurance is super helpful for our investors. Because we need to make sure that we are additionally insured on the policy. So what that would mean is on the policy itself, Ignite Funding, FBO, because remember, we act on behalf of our investors. This is why all our investors love getting those special power of mm -hmm. attorneys. But it does allow us to act on their behalf should we need to engage in the insurance policy. So additionally insured is added onto those policies, which I can tell you most of our borrowers have no idea what that means. And most insurance agents are probably out there laughing right now because they're like, huh, that's easy. I'm just going to pull up the policy. I'm going to type in, you know, Ignite Funding FBO. I'm going to send it over to them and we're going to call it a day. No. Doesn't work. It does not work for me because I know that that is the easy way out to say, yep, you're insured. You're additionally insured. That is not the case. If it never gets to the actual insurance company itself and we are not endorsed on the policy as additionally insured, it is completely useless. So we require those steps to be followed, which does sometimes cost the borrower um, you know, a fee to do that, um, but it's a requirement for us. We will not fund the loan until that has been completed because the day we fund, Sure as shit, that's when the place is going to burn down, right? <laughs> and so this isn't something that we follow up on later. We get later, you know, 30 days after it comes in. You know, we do not want to have any gaps from our lending to the actual event. Um, so having those two things are key to making sure that our investors are protected, you fully make, protected. Yeah, you make sure that it's done up front in the beginning. Yes, and it's not just typed on the paperwork. So now that you are additionally insured, you've got your endorsement, what happens when insurance is needed? Like you need to file a claim. Yeah. And I, you know, most of the time our investors, lenders, they would never know that this is happening behind the scenes. So I'm going to tell you a few stories. Um, and this isn't something sometimes that we we even share with investors, because our job at Ignite Funding is to protect them. I mean, that is our 
truly our sole purpose. We underwrite loans, we service the loans, we collect on the loans, and we also collect on insurance claims. We have, and so has the borrower, filed insurance claims on properties that you have lent on. And you probably don't know it. And the beauty of that is, is it is um, protecting the asset, the value of the asset. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you two quick stories. Ooh, yay. Story time. Uh, story time. Here she goes. Uh, so let's talk about a borrower that decided that, you know what, it was a wise idea to file a claim. This was a property in Missouri. So a little distance from us, you know, one that we probably visited twice a year instead of our, our normal four times a year, just purely based on the distance. And they had a flood in the basement of this property and the borrower filed a claim. Well, we were unaware that there was a flood and we became aware because the borrower filed an insurance claim and as additionally insured and endorsed, guess who gets notified? Ignite Funding. Ignite Funding did. And so we knew they had a claim in place. So we kind of sat back and thought, let's see how this plays out. We were already had a little bit of turbulence that was going on with the borrower. They were not moving forward as uh, expeditiously as they uh, initially told us they would. And so we sat back on that one for a minute. I didn't, I didn't immediately pick up the phone and call and ask what was going on. Now, we did get on a plane and we did go out. So we knew what was going on. But we waited. And wouldn't you know, the borrower calls us about, it was about 90 days later, uh, maybe 100, 120 days later. After you visited the property? After we visited the property. Now, they're still paying their interest payments, right? So it's still their asset. Um, We weren't taking it back through foreclosure. But all of a sudden, there was a $960,000 check that they couldn't cash. Why couldn't they cash it? Because it was made out to them and Ignite Funding. Mm -hmm. So they tried to... Not even tell you about it. Not even tell us about it. When you went there, was there actually a flood? There was. Okay. There actually was. It was a legitimate claim. Now, obviously, insurance companies will go out and mm-hmm. you know they'll review and, and make sure before they pay out on the claims. Um, and they try to do everything they can not to pay claims, right? That's what insurance companies do. But this this was an obvious, um, obvious flood that occurred. And they were utilizing the insurance as you know, we're legally allowed to do. But what they failed to know is that when we asked for that additionally insured and that endorsement on that policy, that we would be engaged as being notified and also be on the check. Mm-hmm. So because that happened, now we have an asset that has lost some value. And in order to get the asset back up to the value that we underwrote it at, we need to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. So the only way that we would actually sign off on that check is if it was put into escrow. Oh, we got to get the repairs made. We wanted to make sure that the repairs were made as intended to fix that and they didn't pocket the money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure investors are going, oh, my gosh, they would do that. Yes. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's why we take these added protections to make sure that um, the asset itself is always protected. The value of that asset is always protected. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to make sure. So it kind of creates kind of a construction control account where any time that work is being done, then the funds are being released. So we true up that the work was done. Funds would be released. Okay. So that's one story. So that's from the borrower's perspective. Let's take the lender's perspective. 
Um, these policies, when they're when they are created for these properties, and we go through um, foreclosure. And let's say we're in the midst of going through foreclosure, another story. I'm going to take you to Utah now. Okay. And um, we were going through foreclosure, so borrower was not making interest payments. The premium had already been paid to the insurance company. Because we are additionally insured, we can actually assume the policy. Um, we can also make claims on the policy. And so here's Pat and I, Pat Vassar and I. We pull up to a property. It was a home. Um, that we were taking back through foreclosure. And we get out of the car and all we hear is, Uh oh. And we're like, okay, clearly that's water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there is water running in this house. Uh, it was winter. We assumed a pipe had broke. Yikes. That actually wasn't the case. The contractors were not happy with the fact that the borrower had not paid them. So they had gone to the property and they had plugged the tub upstairs and turned the water on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the water was running through the house, through the ceiling of the upstairs and running down to the How to long downstairs. do you think it was running for? I, you know, your guess is as good as ours. We were, you know, obviously going to the properties, getting to the properties as quickly as we possibly could to assess the situation. And um, so obviously we turned off the water. And what's the very next thing I did as soon as we got back to the office? Let me guess. File a claim? I filed a claim. And we were able to get that home repaired back to where it was when we actually took possession of the property, which allowed our investors to recoup their capital. And so insurance is very, very important in all stages of this process. Mm -hmm. Before we fund the loan, while we have the loan, while we're foreclosing on the loan, and our ability to assume the insurance policy on that asset should we take it back through foreclosure. So it's just an, an additional layer of protection for our investors. Absolutely. An important one. Yeah. One we don't talk about very often. Well, I'm glad we talked about it today. I learned a lot. I'm Good. sure our investors are going to be excited to hear about another way that we protect them. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking about the very exciting topic of insurance. Whoop, whoop. I don't know how you somehow made insurance exciting. It is exciting. It is fun. <laughs> you know what's fun? When they file a claim. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on Deeds in the Desert, where short-term investments meet long-term investors. We hope you enjoyed the content so much that you share it with all your friends. Who doesn't like learning about passive fixed income, right? Still hungry for more education? Visit our website at ignitefunding.com. Or if you're ready to take the leap and start investing, give us a call at 702-761-0000 and schedule a free investor consultation.